0: This year we're being invited to sympathise with the film industry because there's been a ripple in the force, a fly in the ointment and a hole in the money bucket. Or to be a little less cryptic, it seems part of the studio's no-surprises production policy has sprung a leak, the never-ending sequels part. You stumbled upon an opportunity. I can make you rich. Rich enough to impress a princess. What would I have to do? There's a cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. The other half of the strategy, keep remaking old hits, has been a bit patchy this year too. Aladdin did okay while Dumbo was a relative fail, and it remains to be seen whether The Lion King will retrieve classic Disney's mojo. But the talking point in the business is all those relatively underperforming sequels this year. It's not about how much we lost it's about how much we have left we're the avengers we gotta finish this you trust me i do The box office is down anything up to 30% on last year, depending on who you talk to. And this is despite the fact that at least two of these sequels are among the biggest film releases ever The Avengers Endgame, which was the culmination of a dozen Marvel Comics predecessors, and Toy Story 4, which did the same for animation giant Pixar's most popular franchise. you've handled this lost toy life better than i could open your eyes woody there's plenty of kids out there sometimes change can be good you can't teach this old toy new tricks you'd be surprised but south of those, it's all a bit ordinary. You realise we're talking entirely about profit and loss here. Actual quality doesn't usually enter this sort of conversation. Among the big flops were the sequel reboot of the old Men in Black franchise, the latest of the impenetrable X Men prequels, sequel remakes, Dark Phoenix, and the two big by at least three quarters return of Godzilla. The king. That's messed up. This is is in this world. He's just living. Damn right. Even the likeable Lego Movie 2 proved to be a few bricks too far this year, along with a pointless Hellboy reboot. The fact is, while sequels are generally a given after a popular movie, some only need more of the same, others depend on new, fresh stories, and some ideas only have so many stories in them. You have no idea what's coming. Mr Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, Keanu Reeves' violent revenge fest, was made by stunt fans for stunt fans. And the idiotic plot, Wick's pet dog is killed by Alfie Allen, look out, bad guys, was almost the point. But three films in, there are signs they're taking it a bit seriously. The Fast and Furious Syndrome... There is no escape for you. The high table wants your life. Would you help set the move for our new guest? Let us begin. Meanwhile, the mighty Marvel Comics universe, culminating in this year's all-conquering endgame, is efficient, even inspired at times, but in the final hour of time-travelling, tying up of loose ends, remembering all those plot points from four or five years before started to feel not just like hard work, but worse, like homework. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. The follow-up's meant to be a welcome romp with familiar, well-loved characters. No wonder Black Panther and Captain Marvel were more enjoyable, unfettered as they were to any previous storylines. And while later episodes of a series often boast bigger budgets and bigger name co-stars, they often lack the vital spontaneity that encouraged the franchise in the first place. Twentieth Century Fox presents the most extraordinary motion picture of all time, Star Wars. Here's where the fun begins. No legendary adventure of the past could be as exciting as this romance of the future. So what was it that inspired and excited audiences? For that, you have to go back in time to the original, and the obvious starting point is the first of the modern franchises, George Lucas's Star Wars. From the opening caption, Chapter 4, A New Hope, it appeared Lucas had invented something, though his contemporaries knew the old-fashioned space opera serial had been around since Flash Gordon. Lucas had just pumped it full of steroids. Harrison Ford. Ford conversation anyway. Look, we're have I think we took a wrong turn. Kerry Fisher. Relax. Alec Guinness. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. But George forgot that the key ingredients of an adventure series are likeable, well-cast characters. Without them, the notorious Star Wars prequels floundered in a sea of redundant backstory. Another gigantic franchise was started by Steven Spielberg's dinosaur family flick, Jurassic Park. We've made living biological attractions so astounding that they'll capture the imagination of the entire planet. Good is a dinosaur. Back in the 1990s, audiences were still capable of childlike wonder over digital effects. Sam Neill's expression when he saw a gigantic brachiosaur for the first time was shared by everyone in the cinema that day. Well, it's a great gimmick, bringing dinosaurs to life, but what do you do with it? The later Jurassic reboots stumbled when they tried to improve on simple look at that. Every time we've unveiled a new attraction, attendance has spiked. That was awesome. Corporate felt genetic modification would up the wow factor. They're dinosaurs, wow enough. Shortly afterwards, the first Men in Black film offered a twist on realistic digital effects by making them deliberately ridiculous. Of course, the idea of rounding up illegal aliens back in 1997 wasn't as borderline tasteless as it is today. I suspect that was the main reason this year's reboot failed. you guys getting along all right? All right, I'm in. From now on, you will have no identifying marks of any kind. You are no longer part of the system. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. But the original benefited from first being a fresh new idea and second having the sweet and sour casting of playful puppy Will Smith and grumpy old Tommy Lee Jones. Frankly, any sequels were going to struggle without their unique chemistry. And casting was the secret weapon of another successful launch. What's going on here? Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. There's been speculation that I'm parading around as a superhero. I'm just not the the hero type, clearly. It's Iron Man, the comeback of well-known Hollywood screw-up Robert Downey Jr. playing a billionaire jerk to boot. Who saw that coming? The first Iron Man broke all the other rules too. From a comparatively little-known title character to Tony Stark refusing to come right at the end, he even revealed his secret identity to the world. Welcome home, sir. Yeah, put up the scanner lid. What happened over there? I had my eyes open. I want to protect the people I put in harm's way. A man with a dozen of these and rule all of Asia. Yeah, I can fly Well clearly producer Kevin Feige was playing a long game which could have been a disaster if the first film hadn't been so much fun and Robert Downey Jr. so intriguing People wanted to see more because it was clear there was more to see Well, One of the cheekiest opening movies to a franchise was Brian De Palma's Mission Impossible It didn't even look as if he planned any sequels at all We're being ambushed Abort, that's an order They knew, they knew we were coming. Do you read me? I don't care how he did it. I want to know why he did it. Like the TV series, Mission Impossible opens with Jim Phelps and Ethan Hawke leading a stellar team of spies. But then the team members are all killed and it's revealed Phelps was the villain all along. Wait, what? By rights, any franchise plan should have self-destructed five seconds later, but that reckoned without the tenacity of star producer Tom Cruise. This whole operation was a decoy. I can understand you're very upset. You've never seen me very upset. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Subsequent Missions Impossible have substituted complicated stunts for that sort of imaginative cheek. Needless to say, Brian De Palma's services were no longer required. Well, that's the downside of a long-running franchise, where episode one felt like a wonderful holiday. The follow-ups start feeling like another day at the office. The fact is, the future of movies isn't based on familiar titles. It's going to come from something you've never heard of before that looks like it might just work. Now! Yeah, hey, cool man. No problem. No problem at all. Who are you? Star Lord. Who? Well, Star Lord, man. Legendary Outlaw. Forget it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.